Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, one of the best pieces of advice I ever heard from a friend of mine who is an activist at heart is, we're all the leaders we've been waiting for. Don't wait for someone else to lead. You're it. Well, leaders are emerging everywhere. Shelley Luther in Texas and others out there as well who've had enough of this tyranny. What am I talking about? I'll get to that in a minute. And I have, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm not kidding when I tell you this, a stunning, not so much timeline, nobody likes timelines, but chronology of the assault on Mike Flynn from a larger perspective, the assault on his civil liberties that is so deeply disturbing, it's going to rattle your cage. I promise you. I've been like picking at my nails all morning, really upset about this. Today's show brought to you by our friends at ExpressVPN. Your online activity is yours. Protect it from prying eyes today. Get a VPN at expressvpn.com slash Bongino, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today, sir? Hey, man, doing good, Dan. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah me too. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to get cracking on this show today because, um, and listen, if you're not ready for a little bit of emotion, then this may not be the show for you. I'm just going to warn you in advance because I'm not, very happy about what's going on. I'm going to try to get the information out, but I'm a little like emotionally disturbed by this. I'm not even kidding. I'm that upset about what's going on. All right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Quip. Ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about brushing our teeth. 75% of us use old, worn out bristles that are ineffective. And even more people forget to floss daily. Good health starts with good habits. Quip makes it easy by delivering all the oral care essentials you need to brush and floss better. The Quip electric toothbrush, here's mine. Pretty cool one. Love it. This is my this is my actual toothbrush right here. Not messing with you. The Quip electric toothbrush is, as Paul has one too, has timed sonic vibrations with a 30-second pulse to guide a dentist recommended two-minute routine. And there's even a slim down version designed for kids. See, that's it's on right now. Wait. You hear that? Joe, do you hear that? There you go. You yeah. see that? Those are the sonic vibrations. Paired with Quip's anti-cavity toothpaste and mint or watermelon, you get all the ingredients teeth actually need. And none, they don't. Quip has an eco-friendly, refillable floss with a dispenser you keep for life, an expanding string, uh, expanding string that helps to clean in between your teeth. Quip brush heads, toothpaste, and floss refills are automatically delivered on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5 each. A friendly reminder when it's time to refresh and stay committed to your oral health and shipping is free. Join over 3 million happy customers and practice good oral care easily and affordably with Quip starting at just $25. Folks, this is like a power washing for your mouth. We love it. Oh my. Every one of my family members has one of these. You've, you're never going to feel a clean like it. And if you go to getquip.com slash Dan right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquipquip.com slash Dan, spelled getquip.com slash Dan, getquip.com slash Dan, quip, the good habits company. All right, Joe, let's go. Uh, yeah. So I'm getting more concerned by the day, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I again, I'm not messing with you. This isn't like uh, fake emotion for effect. Let me rile up the audience kind of nonsense. You can go elsewhere for that. That's not my thing. The, we're, the country's being unraveled in front of our eyes. I mean, the threads are being pulled. And Paula, did I not have this conversation with you last night? In case anybody thinks we're like randomly pulling this out of the air. I said to her last night, I don't, I don't, I don't know how we come out of this at this point. You know, the economy's falling apart. We have sprouting, flowering tyranny everywhere. Governors usurping powers they don't have to, to basically shred the Constitution 
shred religious assembly, assembly, the operating of people's businesses. Businesses now are forced to justify as Andy McCarthy, a legal uh, a legal genius who's on Fox off, and he's a former United States attorney, said, you know, in a free country, the obligation is on the government to tell you why your business is not essential to shut you down. The obligation isn't on you to prove you're essential to the government. To open up. Do you understand? Everything's backwards, ladies and gentlemen. Now, finally, people are standing up. We interviewed Jax Myers on yesterday's show, the owner of a tattoo shop who was literally arrested and brought out of his shop in handcuffs for daring to open the door to his shop because he has to pay the rent and feed his kids. God forbid he did that. But yesterday, a woman by the name, and I want you to remember this name, a woman by the name of Shelly Luther in Texas. She owns a hair salon. She dared to open up her salon and was threatened repeatedly in Texas, in Texas. Listen, Governor Abbott, I'm a big fan, the governor of Texas, huge fan. I think you've been great. I've interviewed you a lot on Fox. What are you doing out there? Why are you allowing this to continue? You may say, okay, who's Shelley Luther and, and, and what does this mean? Before I get to the Flint stuff, Shelley Luther was arrested and is being sentenced to seven days in jail and thousands of dollars in fines because her and her hairstylist are going broke and can't feed their kids because of these unconstitutional lockdowns. This is now Shelley Luther. You have a spine of absolute titanium steel. God bless this woman. This is her in court yesterday in front of the judge who tries to chastise her. You should be ashamed, judge. And she, he demands Shelly Luther apologize for daring to open up her business. And maybe this will all go away. And Shelly Luther says, double barrel, middle finger. I ain't apologizing for squat. I didn't do anything wrong. I've got to feed my kids. Here is 45 seconds of Shelly Luther responding to this out of control, out of line judge and saying, not today, not today, not on my watch and not today. If we only had people in Washington, D.C. who had half the guts of this patriot, play Shelley Luther. Judge, I would like to say that I have much respect for this court and laws. And that I've never been, been in this position before. And it's not some place that I want to be. But... I have to disagree with you, sir, when I when you say that I'm selfish, because feeding my kids is not selfish. I have hairstylists that are going hungry because they'd rather feed their kids. So, sir, if you think the law is more important than kids getting fed, then please go ahead with your decision. But I am not going to shut the salon. Yes. God bless you. We need more of this. I've told you repeatedly on my show, it's time to dance. What do I mean dance? I don't mean footloose Kevin Bacon style, folks. There's a video I was shown by another activist friend of mine in the conservative movement. She's been through a lot of fights. She showed me this video once. It was of a guy in a park. It's a real video. It's not a movie. It's not fiction. It's a real video. It's grainy, but it's old. I'd play it on the show, but honestly, it's an audio show first and there's nothing really to hear. 
but it's a guy in a park and it's grainy and he gets up and starts dancing and the dance is kind of crazy. Nobody even knows what kind of dance he's doing, but it's nuts. He gets up at first people laugh at him, goes on for a minute or two. Then after about two minutes, the laughing dies down a little bit, but a guy gets up and starts dancing with him. All of a sudden, a third person gets up and then a fourth and then a 10th and then a 20th. And then the whole park of hundreds of people are dancing with this guy. It's a real video. The video is about a lot of things. Social psychology, sociology, group dynamics, leadership. It's about a lot of things. But I mentioned this video a long time ago on my show. It's one of my most listened to shows ever. I think it's called It's Time to Dance. I'm not really sure. But there's one valuable point you should always take away from that video. It's not the guy who gets up and dances first that's really going to change things. It's the one who follows. It's the first person to get up and join the dance that says to the rest of the crowd, we're not going to let them stand alone. Ladies and gentlemen, don't let Shelley Luther stand alone. Listen, man, I'm not messing with you. It's time to help Shelley Luther. I, 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 here, now, you may say how. That's a fair question. We have to get behind these people. Don't let them dance alone. There are a number of different ways we can help. If you live in Texas, anywhere in Texas, Greg Abbott's your governor. He's a good man, but he works for you. I need you, please. I don't live in Texas or I'd be doing it myself. I'm using my show as a vehicle to help this woman. That's the best I can. I'm a Florida resident. My vote doesn't matter for Greg Abbott. It may if he runs for president. His office should be bombarded. You should get a busy signal for seven, eight straight hours today with phone calls. Shelley Luther should be pardoned immediately and these fines wiped out. So apparently in the Dallas area, I'm also asking you to help Shelley Luther's business out. Again, we're trying our best, ladies and gentlemen. We can't help everyone. But if we're just that first person, that first guy who gets up and doesn't let Shelly Luther or Jax Myers or others dance alone, we can save this place. It's worth saving. We've been in far darker times before. Think about it. We got hammered by the Great Depression and then World War II back to back. Hundreds of thousands of young Americans dead fighting uh, the Nazis and their fascist takeover of what was going to be the entire globe if we didn't stop them. We've been in darker places before. I'm not here to lie to you, though. We're in a really dark place now. But the way to stop it is we're all going to have to take something on the chin here. I left my job a long time ago. A secure pension and a job, candidly, I loved a lot in the Secret Service. It hurt. We almost went bankrupt. That's not a joke. The darkest day was when my daughter needed braces and we couldn't even pay the orthodontist because we had no money left. We need to get up and not let Shelly dance alone. Don't let any of these people dance alone. Flood the phone lines in your state if you're not in Texas. If you're in Florida, if you're in New York, flood the phone lines of every city council member, every mayor, every governor, every delegate, every rep, every state senator. Flood their phone lines and ask them why they are prosecuting innocent Americans for trying to feed their kids. Post their office numbers on Facebook. You are obligated to call them. We're not leftists. We're not the violent ones. That's a leftist thing. But you have the right 
and the obligation now as a freedom-loving, flag-waving American patriot who loves this country and whose ancestors have handed you down the greatest constitutional republic in the history of humankind, you have an obligation to honor their memory and fight this fight now. If this is allowed to persist, people like Shelley Luther will be all of us tomorrow. Remember what Bonhoeffer said, to not speak is to speak. And to refuse to act is to act. It's time to stand up right now. And one last note here. Governor Abbott, again, with all due respect, and I mean that, that's an overused phrase usually meant to insult people. I'm not trying to do that. I know you're a liberty-loving patriot. You must pardon her. I'm hoping by the time this show is over that this show that I get a bunch of emails, Dan, your show is already irrelevant. You already partnered. That would be the greatest day of my life for this show to be this show to be totally dated and behind the ball would be the greatest day of my life. You must pardon Shelley Luther and everyone else as well. If the former governor of Virginia can pardon people who were uh, felons in order to get them on the voting registries, you can pardon American patriots trying to feed their kids today. Today, not tomorrow, not one more moment of this. Dark times, folks. But you were born into it. It's time to not let Shelley Luther dance alone. Okay, let me just lay out the rest of the show because, folks, this is another segment that's going to be troubling to hear. But again, we can't run from this. What the hell was the Bob Mueller team doing? He said, oh, Dan, I thought you were going to talk about Mike Flynn. It's the same story. It is now absolutely clear that the Bob Mueller probe was an effort, a continued effort from 2014 on to tear down a three-star general, an American patriot like Mike Flynn. I am going to walk through this case from start to finish, showing you the anomalies and the corruption, and I promise you it is going to rattle your belt. All right, before I get into it, on a little bit of a lighter note, thankfully, it is Mother's Day. We all have great moms. We all love our moms. I know I love my mother and the mother of my children, the great Paulita, of course, in the background. What better time than to go to the books? Listen, every mom likes fresh cut, beautiful flowers that last a long time. The books company is here for you. The books like short for bouquet. Moms are working way harder than usual this year. We all know that. Teaching from home, no days off. It's tough. It's been tough on all of us and tough on the moms. The Books Company, that's short for bouquets. They decided to celebrate Mother's Day all month long. Put smiles on mom's face each month with their flower subscription and get 30% off plus free shipping every time. Subscriptions are flexible. You can pause, switch up delivery dates, or even recipients to cover all your bases. Not into long-term commitment? That's fine. Try their gift trio for three months of farm fresh blooms. These are beautiful flowers. Did you know the books are responsibly sourced from some of the world's finest eco-friendly farms, even farms on the sides of volcanoes, so flowers stay fresher longer? Order any time between now and May 31st to show mom some love and gratitude. Say thanks for always being there no matter what. There's nothing like an order of fresh flowers. Put a smile on mom's face. They deserve it. Visit books.com slash Bongino. And thank you to all the people who order from Books and let me know in my email. I appreciate that. Thank you. Our sponsors are happy to be here and they want to talk to you. That's Books, B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash Bongino to place your order today. If you'd rather just buy one book, you can still receive 25% off at checkout by entering the promo code Bongino, my last name. 
Maybe you can't give mom a hug right now, but you can brighten her day with the Books Company. Again, that's B-O-U-Q-S dot com slash Bongino, Books dot com slash Bongino. Go today. Thanks to Books for sponsoring the show. And thank you always for uh, taking care of our sponsors. They're good people. All right, folks, the Flynn case. There is a stunning piece at foxnews.com. You know, I, I know we say it a lot. Please read this. But I'm, I'm, do, I may have to beg. If I, if I could get in front of, there's a table in front of me right here. If I could get down and genuflect on a knee here and beg you to read this, I please need you to read this piece at foxnews.com. It'll be in my show notes today. Bongino.com slash newsletters, the website. You can subscribe to the show notes. It's free. We're not going to spam your inbox. I email you these show notes and these articles every day. This one is a must read, please. Or just go to Fox News Direct if you don't want to subscribe. That's fine. Here's the article. It's by the great Greg Reed. That's terrific work. Flynn bombshells cast doubt on Mueller prosecutor Brandon Von Grack's compliance with the court order. What the Mueller team did to Mike Flynn to cover up the attack on this American patriot is unbelievable. And I'm going to ask the question now, and I'm going to ask again, like I asked of Governor Abbott, why hasn't this woman been pardoned yet, Shelley Luther? Why is Bob Mueller's team not under a full federal investigation right now? Let's walk through the evidence. So who is Van Grack? Who's Mueller? Who's Flynn? Quick primer, Mike Flynn, obviously, three-star general, Trump's national security advisor, targeted in a perjury trap by the FBI. Bob Mueller, special counsel appointed by the Department of Justice to investigate the fake Russian collusion hoax. He's not really there to investigate the collusion hoax, Bob Mueller, because he knows it's a hoax when he's appointed in May of 2017. Bob Mueller is there to set up an obstruction of justice trap for the Trump administration. That's his only purpose and his team. We good? I, I know liberals are like, that's not what I'm not interested. I'm just telling you the truth, okay? Bob Mueller's team is not there to investigate Russian collusion. He knows in 2017 it's a hoax. He knows it. Because in January of 2017, the primary source of the Russian collusion narrative, Steele, his sources, Steele sources are interviewed by the FBI who tell them it's a hoax. Mueller knows this. He is only there to set up an obstruction of justice trap for Trump, to constantly poke Trump interview his people, arrest Papadopoulos, arrest Roger Stone, arrest Michael Cohen, and to get Trump to fire people on the team and do other things, which I'll be honest with you, I thought he should have done early and gotten rid of Mueller. Now now you see why. Because Mueller's team was clearly corrupt, and then they were going to charge Trump after this with obstruction of justice. A hundred percent, that's Mueller's purpose. Van Grack, Brandon Van Grack, is one of Mueller's prosecutors who has a, I want to keep it family-friendly, a um mm -mm for Mike Flynn. He has a strange attraction to Mike Flynn here. Bizarre. What we would call an unusual interest case in the Secret Service. Unusual interest meaning, why are you sending all these letters to this particular? Why are you so unusually interested in Mike Flynn? Van Grack. Legally speaking, of course. Why? because they wanted to shut Flynn up. Let's walk through this one by one, because this is absolutely devastating. From the Fox News piece about, again, what the Mueller team, Van Grack is on Mueller's team, did to him. There was a court order issued to the, to the Mueller team. You have to provide Mike Flynn with any materials relevant to his defense. This is a standard order. It's called Brady material. You can't prosecute anyone in the federal system without turning over evidence that may indicate their innocence. It's, it's, it's unethical and illegal. So the order, this is what they're talking about from the Fox News piece. The order also requires the government to submit favorable defense evidence to the court, including 
possible impeachment evidence, not talking about presidential impeachment, that could undermine witnesses, even if the government believes the evidence not to be material. Can I come back to this and say, come back? Just I want to be clear. What Van Grack, who works for Mueller, Judge Sullivan is the judge in the Mike Flynn case. They're prosecuting him for a fake perjury charge. He did not lie to the FBI. Van Grack and Mueller know this because the FBI said he didn't lie. The judge says to them, standard practice in the beginning of the case, hey, Bob, you have to turn over any evidence Standard practice that could indicate Mike Flynn is innocent or may impeach a witness's credibility. That's what they're talking about. Back to the piece, because this is important. Van Grack, again, working for Mueller, has long informed Sullivan, the judge, that the government's so-called Brady obligations, what I was just talking about, referring to prosecutors' duty to turn over exculpatory materials to defendants, have been met. They've been met. Keep this up here. Interesting. They've been met because all this new material continues to surface. These handwritten notes from the FBI about setting up Flynn. It goes on. In an October 2019 filing, Van Grack denied governmental misconduct and assured the court that the government has complied and will continue to comply with its discovery and disclosure obligations, including those imposed pursuant to Brady and the court's standing order. You, you're tracking me here, right? I hope. So Van Grack, working for Mueller, says, no, no, no. We don't have any evidence indicating Flynn's guilty that we should have turned over to the lawyers. We don't have anything else. This is in October of 2019. Yet suspiciously, all of these notes from the FBI about how do we approach this? Do we set up Flynn for perjury? Just surfaced recently. But Van Grack put his John Hancock, his signature, saying, no, no, no. We've complied with the Brady material. We've given you everything, but you haven't. Oh, it gets worse. So you were hiding things? Well, Christopher Ray and the FBI, where the hell are you again? This guy's going to turn out to be the third worst director of the FBI. Uh, seriously, after Comey, and maybe we'll throw another one in there. We'll give him a pass for now. Give him just the bronze medal as the worst director of the FBI in modern history. It gets worse. Van Grack, again, working for Mueller from the Fox News piece. We're going to go back to this Fox News piece too later. Van Grack argued to Sullivan that Flynn's conduct and communication with Russia went to the heart of that inquiry, talking about the interview at the White House. And Van Grack said that Flynn's alleged false statements to the FBI in the January 24, 2017 interview were absolutely material. The heart of the inquiry but Greg Reed from the Fox News speak goes on. So uh, just to be, be, uh, be crystal clear what they're saying, Mueller's team is now suggesting that they interviewed Flynn at the White House because they were interviewing him about this Russian collusion hoax they know is a hoax because the FBI's already interviewed the subsource and knows that all the material from the subsource is fake. So Van Grack is now arguing, that, no, we had to interview Flynn because we had to get to the heart of the Russian collusion thing. But as Greg Reese says in the Fox News week, by that time, the FBI had already cleared Flynn of any improper ties, coordination, or communication with Russia. Just a day before the interview with Flynn at the White House, the Washington Post ran a story we covered earlier in the week declaring that the FBI had reviewed Flynn's calls with the Russian ambassador and found nothing illicit. So now Van Grack has lied about producing all the materials relevant to Flynn's defense. They hadn't. We're just getting them now. FBI notes, do we set him up for perjury or do we screw him on the Logan Act? Kind of material, no? 
I'm just saying. Now Van Grack is suggesting, too, that no, no, they had to conduct the interview of Flynn at the White House about his call with Kislyak because it was material. It was the heart of the inquiry into the Russian collusion thing, which is bizarre because on January 4th, there's an internal FBI communication just discovered, just discovered. I thought Van Grack said in October there was no more material. Just discovered, by the way suggesting that he had been cleared, Flynn, and there was no derogatory information from him on Russia. I thought it was the, quote, heart of the inquiry. I thought it was material to the Russia probe. You mean the Russia probe you already concluded, Flynn, there was no derogatory information and he had no role in? Oh, my gosh. What happened to this guy is a colossal epic, cosmic level, M-theory, multiple universes level disgrace. I am so disgusted and grossed out. You know, by the beginning of the show, you want to know why I'm upset now? Not only for the Shelley Luther story, people being locked up for opening their businesses. Not only the fact that we're going bankrupt and the government doesn't care at all. Let's bail out the states with money we don't even have. But we now have a media, full Pravda, full Soviet Union, Cuba, North Korean media, desperately covering up these known, and you only have Fox News covering it, and independent journalists and, and people out there do investigations like me. Don't call me a journalist. I don't want to be insulted. Jeff Carlson, Chuck Ross, Molly Hemingway, Sarah Carter, John Solomon. That's it. Technofog on Twitter, Undercover Huber. I don't even know who they are. These are the real journalists. Nobody's covering this. You have a three-star general who they had information indicating he was innocent. They hid from the government, swore they didn't, and then interviewed him on a charge they already knew was fake. Where's the media? Here's the legal filing of Van Grack, and the test is uh, what he said in court, talking about Flynn's false statements. By the way, huge hat tip to Technofog, conservative treehouse, um, rosy memos on Twitter. Again, actual journalism being done on Twitter. This is where a lot of these highlights are from. Here's Van Grack's statements. Flynn's false statement to the FBI on January 24, 2017 were absolutely material. How? How were they material? The FBI already investigated Flynn on this fake Russian connection that they tried to set him up with in 2014 with Lakova, Svetlana Lakova at the Cambridge dinner and already concluded it was no good. There was no derogatory information. Van Grack is lying. Is anybody, this is a attorney for the United States government. You finance, they work for you. Does consent of the government not matter anymore? Now, who's in on that interview? So just to be clear, they're interviewing him January 24th at the White House, despite the fact that they're leaking to the Washington Post that he found nothing wrong with Flynn's communications with the Russians. That's to put him at ease so he can set him up in a perjury trap. There's an actual FBI note indicating they're setting him up in a perjury trap. And the lawyer for the government's lying about it, saying, no, we were interviewing about Russian collusion that we already knew was a hoax. Who was in that interview January 24th? Well, the infamous Peter Stroke, Lovebird, who was one of the main investigators on the Mueller team before he got fired for his texts about the smelly Walmart people and all the other devastating stuff. Peter Stroke is in that interview at the White House. Remember the one call me? Yeah, we just sent a few guys over. 
Yeah, screw protocol. We just sent them over. We just knew the administration wouldn't catch on. Big fraud, Jim Comey. Lying fraud. But there's another guy in that interview at the White House with Mike Flynn where they're setting him up in a perjury trap about a call he made to the Russian ambassador the FBI already has the transcript of. Why are you interviewing him about the call? You have the call. Because you're setting him up in a perjury trap. Hey, Mike, do you remember the call? They're reading the transcript. They don't give him the transcript to enhance his memory. Flynn didn't remember the call, the whole thing. Like, ah, you lied to us. You don't remember every detail of the call. There's another person in an interview, Joe Pianca. Agent Joe Pianca. Where's Agent Joe Pianca? Why is Christopher Ray again, now clearly, clearly, one of the worst directors in FBI history? I'm sorry. I love the administrator. This was an awful appointment. Christopher Ray needs to leave the job immediately. Immediately. I get it. It's before an election. I understand the political consequences of doing it. This guy's got to go. He has got to go. He is clearly in the way of truth and justice now. Christopher Ray, why are you not producing the other agent in that room? We've heard from Peter Stroke and his lies. There was another agent interviewing Mike Flynn, Joe Pianca. If Mike Flynn lied and Pianca was the note taker in the room and Peter Stroke was the interviewer, we know that. In that interview is Mike Flynn, agent Joe Pianca, who's taking notes about the interview. And Peter Stroke, who's asking the questions. Those notes are then transformed into an FBI 302 form. That's what it's called. Why haven't we heard from Pianca? Why is the FBI hiding him? And why isn't Ray producing Pianca? It gets even worse. Hat tip, the great at techno underscore fog on Twitter. The great one. Well, the great one's Levin. The great one, part two. At techno fog. Who discovered this one? So. Agent Joe Pianca apparently was transferred to San Francisco a while back. San Francisco, can you get any farther away from Washington, D.C.? The answer is, of course you can. So here was a screen cap from Technofog of the FBI's own website of the San Francisco office and the hierarchy. And it shows that one of the ASACs in charge, assistant special agent in charge, is Joe Pianca. Interesting. So he gets transferred to San Francisco. You might as well transfer him to another universe, bizarro Superman world. Can't get him any farther away from D.C. You transfer him to San Francisco. And then the heat starts to develop on Pianca because people start saying, hey, he was in on the Mike Flynn interview, too. If Mike Flynn really lied, well, why isn't the note taker in the interview? Why can't we talk to him? Well, because he's being hidden in bizarro Superman. Land. But here's what's even more bizarre. After the heat starts on Pianca, look at this. The FBI's own website, Pianca's name magically disappears from the San Francisco office hierarchy. Gosh, isn't that weird? Pianca, no Pianca. Pianca, no Pianca. Where's Pianca? Don't forget that Pianca took the notes part. That's going to come up again in a few minutes. That's not just some administrative logistics thing. Stroke did the talking. Pianca did the writing. No, that matters. Why is Christopher Ray hiding Joe Pianca? Now, not only was Joe Pianca the note taker in the disgusting January 24, 2017 interview of Mike Flynn about a transcript the FBI already has of a call with a Russian. There's no derogatory information on it at all. They're there to set him up in a perjury trap. 
perjury trap, meaning get him to lie. In other words, so no crime's been committed. Create a perjury crime by getting him to lie and fabricate a crime out of nothing. Pianca's got another interesting role in this, which may explain... Mm, which may explain why Director Ray is hiding Joe Pianca in the San Francisco office 52 million miles away from Washington, D.C. I get it, a little bit of hyperbole, but you get the point. This is from the IG report here. Listen to this one. SSA1, who is that? That's Joe Pianca, folks, was responsible for confirming that the Woods file was complete and for double-checking the factual accuracy review to confirm that the file contained appropriate documentation for each of the assertions in the FISA application. <laughs> So SSA1, widely believed to be Pianca, was also responsible for the Woods file. The Woods file, the thing I've been talking about for, I don't know, three and a half years now. I've written two books about. The Woods file is a file the FBI keeps that documents the facts they've used in a FISA application to spy on someone or the evidence and how they verified it. The Woods file in the Steele case, indicates that their facts, the Steele dossier and others, that they had no verification. In other words, they spied on Donald Trump using a dossier they couldn't verify. And the paperwork file they were supposed to keep, the Woods file, showing they verified it. Who maintained it? The same guy who was the note taker in the uh, FBI's disgusting interview of Mike Flynn at the White House in January, who has seemingly disappeared off the FBI website. Why are you hiding, Joe Pianca? Now, it gets even worse. Mueller team seem to be hiding Joe Pianca too. So now we have Van Grack lying about discovering an exculpatory material, hiding it. Mueller's guy. We have Mueller's guy again lying that Flynn was central to the Russian collusion claim when the FBI, as they're in their own notes, says there's no derogatory information and was going to shut down the case. We now have the FBI hiding the agent who was in the room interviewing Flynn who took the notes, who was also conveniently the guy who was supposed to verify and keep the file to verify the dossier that was never verified, and he seemingly disappears. Where was Mueller on that one? Let me give a big hat tip to Rosie Memos on Twitter here, another great account, actual journalism there. Let's show you what else Van Grack and the Mueller team did to Mike Flynn to make sure not only they set him up and not only they make the agents who set him up disappear, but they were really big, the Mueller team, on manipulating transcripts. Again, hat tip, Rosie Memos. Look at this one, the highlights of this one. You may be saying, oh my gosh, what is that? Well, if you're watching on the YouTube, youtube.com slash Bongino, you can read ahead a little bit, but this is two transcripts back to back on top of each other. What are they transcripts of? They're transcripts of John Dowd, who was uh, an attorney for the President Trump, calling Mike Flynn's attorney for a legal conversation. Now, the Mueller report somehow gets a transcript of that. The Mueller team, the hack Mueller team, you know, Van Grack and those guys. And they conveniently leave out that when, when Dowd from um, Trump's defense team is calling Mike Flynn's lawyer, they leave out this one line. He's looking for some information about like a joint cooperation agreement. And he says, listen, 
if you can, without having to give up any confidential information. In other words, Dowd's very clear to Flynn's lawyer that whatever you tell me, I don't want it to be anything confidential. But that's not what the Mueller report says. The Mueller report says, you know, there's information that implicates the president. We've got a national security issue. So, you know, we need some kind of heads up. Um, just for the sake of protecting all our interests, if we can. Remember what we've always said about the president's feeling towards Flynn, and that still remains. Deleting, deleting the part that says, without you having to give up any confidential information. They deleted it in the Mueller report. Tell me again, Bob Mueller's a patriot and a hero. No, I'm done with Bob Mueller. You want to defend Bob Mueller's character? I did this too. I said, Bob Mueller, thank you for your Listen, great. Thank you for your military service. That's all. That's great in the past and good. We're happy you served. What you did to this man is a disgrace. You will be forever remembered for the stain you put on this republic with this god-awful lying potential criminal investigation into Mike Flynn. Not criminal investigation into Flynn. Your criminality in your investigation into Mike Flynn. You deleted the part of the transcript with Flynn's lawyer where they're specifically not asking for confidential information? You deleted that? So at one point, again, hat tip Rosie memos here. At one point, Flynn's defense team says, hey, listen, don't you think we should get a hold of the transcript of the phone call between Mike Flynn and the Russian ambassador? Being that that's what Pianca and Stroke interviewed Flynn about in the White House, his call to the Russian ambassador. How do we know Flynn's lying? Don't, can't we get the transcript? Well, of course not, because these snakes, Van Grack and the Mueller hacks, what do they do? They say, we're not giving you the transcript. Here's their actual words here. They say, the government further represents that it's not relying on any other recordings of any person for purposes of establishing the defendant's guilt or determining his sentence, nor are there any other recordings that are part of the sentencing record. Notice, they get a load of this one. You want to get really pissed right now? They refer to the Dowd recording and the transcript. They manipulate it and they use that. When Flynn's team says, you're charging him with lying about a phone call he had, you have the transcript. How do we know he lied? Can we see the transcript? Flynn doesn't remember the whole call. They'd say, no, we're only going to rely on the transcript we manipulated with doubt. Oh, gavel, melon. What? No, you can't have the transcript we're actually charging him with. You can only have the transcript we manipulated and lied about. This gets better. And by better, I mean catastrophically, apocalyptically worse. Not only are they lying about the purpose of the meeting, lying about the FBI material they're hiding, lying about the purpose of the probe, lying about the Russia probe being closed, lying about evidence they have, lying about transcripts. They're also lying about deals they've cut. I'm going to get to that in a second. Let me read for my last sponsor because I want to roll through this because unbelievably... This gets worse. Today's show also brought to you by our friends, our good friends at Tommy John. I was a consumer of Tommy John products way before they were a sponsor, so I was more than happy to take them on. We love Tommy John. Listen, working from home, 
used to be the fan, uh, fantasy of every professional. Turns out it's really not that comfortable unless you're wearing Tommy John. Tommy John is something for everyone, no matter where. You're working from home or what your home situation is, from super soft and breathable underwear, which the only problem with Tommy John underwear is I like them so much we have the issue. And the issue is, wouldn't you agree, Paula? They go to the top of the drawer every time because Paula does, and, and you know my, my, my daughters, everyone does a lot of wash around here. So you wear your Tommy Johns and you're never going to wear anything else. So you have to outfit your whole underwear drawer with Tommy Johns because you're not going to wear anything else. The other ones are going to be your C-teamers. They're not even going to be your B-teamers. And you're just going to wear them out. So you got to buy your Tommy Johns. You're going to love them. You're never going to wear anything else when you put them on. Their loungewear is incredible too. You know, put the polo up top. For the, uh, the interview you got or whatever you do when you work from home, you wear the Tommy Johns down below and be comfortable. Tommy Johns offering all customers 25% off site-wide. Treat yourself. Upgrade to a few pairs of Tommy John underwear. It's the softest, most breathable fabric you've ever worn. You're athletic. You're not athletic. You're sitting around. You want to move around. Tommy John for everything. It's all we wear in this house. They obsess over every little detail and stitch. They have proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you've ever worn before. Their loungewear and their leggings are built for next-level comfort. Whether you're in the hunt for lounge pants, sleep shorts, or lazing around joggers, Tommy John has you covered. Mother's Day's right around the corner. So if you're looking for the perfect gift, trust Tommy John to show mom some love too. Their women's underwear is amazing. Paula wears it. I'd have her do a demo. She's doing it over there for me behind the scenes, which is always great. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. Remember to get your order in before May 7 to ensure delivery by Mother's Day. Tommy John is so confident in their underwear. If you don't love your first pair, you get a full refund with the best pair you ever wear or it's free guaranteed. Tommy John, no adjustment needed. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash Dan, get 25% off your order. That's TommyJohn.com slash Dan for 25% off your order. TommyJohn.com slash Dan. See site for details. You're going to love them. Check them out. I love Tommy John. Okay, so shockingly, the attempted takedown of Mike Flynn by our own government, disgusting, actually gets worse. The lies just keep piling up, the manipulated transcripts, the hiding of material, the hiding of agents. Joe Pianca, let's send them to Mars. Maybe he can be an astronaut. They'll never find them there. Shut down all radio trains. Let's leave them like Matt Damon in The Martian. We'll give them some seeds and stuff, and they can use their own uh, uh, human waste to plant potatoes. Remember that movie, The Martian? Not only that, but they were cutting a side deal, apparently, as well, the Mueller team. A little side deal with Mike Flynn's prior legal counsel from Covington and Berlin. You know, Covington and Berlin that hired Eric Holder, Obama's former attorney general. Yes, that one. So apparently, Mike Flynn's former legal team was cutting side deals with the corrupt Mueller team. You want to see this bad boy? Look at Sidney, one of Sidney Powell's filing. They just found out about this little gem recently, too. So, in addition, Mr. Flynn's counsel has found further evidence of misconduct uh, by Mr. Van Grack, you know, a Mueller's guy. Not only did he make baseless threats to invite uh, to indict Mike Flynn's son, Mike Flynn Jr., he made a side deal, uh, excuse me, he made a side deal not to prosecute Michael G. Flynn as a material term of the plea agreement, but required that it be kept secret between himself and the Covington attorneys expressly to avoid the requirement of Giglio. Giglio is a, um, a, a Supreme Court case where you have to produce any kind of deals you made to get someone to testify. If I get Tony to testify against Bob and I cut a deal with Tony, then I have to disclose that deal so everybody understands what Tony's incentives are. Giglio. Don't ever forget Giglio. Giglio and Brady, very important cases. 
Well, the government apparently didn't want anyone else to know that they had threatened General Flynn with the arrest of his son and that they wouldn't prosecute his son if General Flynn testified. Why wouldn't they want anyone to know? Well, it's transparently obvious, as I discussed the other day. They clearly wanted General Flynn, after their lying, disgusting, filthy charges against him, they wanted to use Flynn in the Mueller probe to testify against President Donald Trump. But they didn't want a court to know that they cut a deal to get him to do so, because then it seems like Flynn's not doing it out of the goodness and kindness of his own heart. He's only doing it to stay out of jail. So they hid this side deal. But that's not what Mueller's team told the court. Oh, no. Oh, no. Here's Bob Mueller's special counsel team. Their own signatures on this. There's that Van Grack again. Brendan Van Grack. He says to the judge, no agreements, promises, understandings, or representations have been made by the parties or their counsel other than those contained in the writing herein. Nor will any such agreements, promises, understandings, or representations be made unless committed to in writing and signed by your client, defense counsel, and the special counsel's office. That is a lie, folks. That is a lie. Covington, Flynn's old horrible attorneys, I don't know why he hired them, Covington's own email said there was a side deal that they didn't tell the court about. A side deal they hid because if they were going to use Flynn to testify later, they didn't want anyone to know he was testifying because he was trying to keep his kid out of jail. You may say, my gosh, can this get any worse? Oh, of course it can. Of course it can. So, you know that interview Joe Pianca took the notes on? The January 24th interview at the White House about a transcript they already had with Peter Stroke, Bianca Stroke, Flynn in the Situation Room at the White House trying to catch him in a perjury trap about a transcript they have right there. Well, Bianca's the note taker, Agent Bianca, who they're hiding on Mars with Matt Damon in that bubble he explodes. So Bianca's the note taker, and those notes get transcribed onto an original 302. An original 302 summary of those notes we still haven't seen. Submitted just days later, but it's in an FBI somewhere. Again, Christopher Ray, you're not only hiding Pianca. Why are you hiding the original 302? Ray, answer the question. Answer the question. You work for us. That's not a campaign slogan. You're not a tyrant. This isn't the Gestapo. This is the FBI. Where is the original 302? Pianca took notes. It was submitted into the FBI system. Where is the original summary of Pianca's notes? The one that, according to multiple people who've reported on it, may not be so good for the FBI. In other words, the original notes may indicate they didn't believe Flynn was lying. We don't have it. Just like we don't have the guy who wrote the notes used to form the original 302 we don't have. We don't have Pianca either because he's on Mars with Matt Damon. Now, what's really interesting about that, look at this tweet from a writer at the Epic Times, Mr. Svad, or Svad, sorry if I'm saying your last name wrong. This is uh, at Peter Svad from Epic Times. Peter Stroke texted in one of his texts to his girlfriend, Lisa Page, FBI lawyer, that he was, quote, trying not to completely rewrite the document Quote, so as to save, and it's redacted's voice. 
What? What does that mean? I'll tell you what it means. Peter Stroke is texting his lawyer girlfriend, Lisa Page, a lawyer for the FBI, McCabe's right-hand woman, the deputy director of the FBI, who was not in on the interview, but is intimately familiar with legal language and how to charge someone with uh, lying to the FBI, lying to a federal agent, the charge Flynn was charged with. They're probably reading the initial 302, and in that 302 are indications that Flynn's telling the truth. We don't have that original 302. And as it's being edited over and over and over and over again to make it sound like Flynn is more and more guilty and Page and Stroke are involved in an editing process for an interview Page wasn't even in, Stroke at one point gets worried that the document may be straying so far from what Pianca actually wrote down that it may not preserve his voice. That's what the redacted name is. I'm trying to preserve Redacted's voice. That redaction is clearly Pianca. Now you see why Christopher Ray is hiding Joe Pianca? Wouldn't it be really devastating if Joe Pianca went up in front of a congressional committee and said that 302, that stroke submitted after 6,000 different edits? I'm being hyperbolic. There were quite a few, though. That's not mine. That's not what I wrote. Wait, wait, wait. We're charging him? On an interview, and interview notes, a 302 that aren't the actual interview notes, that's not mine. Listen, Joe Pianca, I, I, I mistakenly thought a while back that you may have been a white hat, a good guy and all this. I, th- I think I was wrong, and I apologize to the lead. I really did. I thought the reason he was being quiet is because may, he may have flipped. He may have. He still may have. So I'll hold out full judgment. But where are you, man? Where are you? Does that oath mean anything to you? You know, when you hold up your commission book with the FBI and you raise your right hand? I did it. I was an 1811 federal agent just like you were. I know I'm not as important or special as you. You got to be involved in the setup of Mike Flynn. I may not be the historical figure involved in the biggest political scandal in American history, but I raised my right hand and held up a commission book too and swore to defend an oath. Clearly, that oath didn't matter to any of the people involved in it. Where are you, Bianca? What are you doing? Why can't we find him? Why are they holding him back? Why can't Congress, the elected representatives of the people? There's nothing about the FBI and the Constitution. Nothing. There is, however, there, there are, however, the establishment of three branches of government. The Congress, who has oversight over the FBI. Where are you? Where, why can't we talk to Pianca? And why was Stroke trying to preserve his voice? Why not just tell the truth? You may say, come on, this can't possibly get worse. This guy, Van Grack, seems like a really bad apple. Oh, it does. There's even more. There's even more. Here's Van Grack again. Remember I told you they were threatening General Flynn's son, Mike Flynn Jr., with prosecution to get Flynn to talk, and then they hid the deal? If your son, we won't prosecute your son if you testify against others. They hid the deal from the court. They lied to the court about the existence of that side deal. Well, you may say, well, what were they going to charge Mike Flynn's son with? Well, they were all over this contract, apparently, Mike Flynn had with people from Turkey. People from Turkey Flynn might have been lobbying on behalf of. Now, in order to charge Flynn and his son with any violations of our lobbying FARA laws, 
Foreign Agent Registration Act laws, you have to show that you're working on behalf of the Turkish government, not a private citizen in Turkey. Please tell me you get this. The government has to show beyond a reasonable doubt that Mike Flynn is an agent of a foreign government and his son. That's what we're getting ready to nail him with. We'll let it go, though, if you talk, and we'll hide it from the judge. Here's the joke of this whole thing, and the joke is on us. Mueller's team couldn't even prove Flynn was working for the government of Turkey. Look at this. As always, we produce the receipts. Oh, Paul, it ain't going to like that. The evidence for those who hate the receipts. So the judge asks the Mueller team, hey, have you made a request for financial information? They say you made no request for financial information from Turkey, correct? Here's Mueller's team, correct. But the bottom line, as far as the government's investigation was, they didn't even try to get this information, correct? Yes, sir, that's correct. The judge, you following me? The judge says to Mueller's hack witch hunters, you're getting ready to charge this guy with lobbying on behalf of a foreign government. Do you even have the records that he was lobbying on behalf of a foreign government? No. Did you even ask? No. They're making it up. You know, I included in the show notes again today, we're not going to pop it on the screen, but it's in the show notes. Again, bongino.com slash newsletter. Please read it. An article in the Washington Examiner by James Galliano, a former FBI, uh, a member of the FBI. Galliano, I believe, is a CNN commentator. Read it. Galliano is like, I've had enough. I've had enough of this. What happened to Flynn was a disgrace. He's very honest. He goes, I tried to find a reason to defend the FBI and believe this was just an innocent mistake. Enough. Folks, it gets worse. Remember I told you earlier in the show, don't worry, I didn't forget my place. I said the fact that Pianca was the note taker is going to matter. Well, why? Because if Pianca took the notes on Flynn's interview where they said he lied, and Pianca's notes are used to create the FBI 302, the summary of the notes, which is the original one, is seemingly disappeared because Christopher Ray magically can't find it. And Stroke is texting his lawyer girlfriend where they're massaging the 302, massaging it. And they're worried about preserving Pianca's voice. That would be pretty damning in court, no? If the FBI agent, Stroke, who didn't even take the notes, is massaging the notes, that would be pretty damning in court, wouldn't it? Especially if the original notes have seemingly disappeared. Well, it wouldn't be if the prosecution team lies to the court and said, no, no, Stroke didn't have to preserve Pianca's voice or anything because uh, it was P- it was Stroke's notes, not Pianca's. Be like, no way. They wouldn't lie about who wrote the notes. Well, whether they were lying or not, I'm not sure, but they most clearly misrepresented, and I'm being very nice right now, misrepresented who wrote the notes to the courts. You don't believe me? Here we go. Exhibit two, the Dan Bongino evidence file. Yes, this is a submission by Mueller's hack team of corruptocrats to the court where they say, hey, uh, 
We misidentified the authorship of the handwritten notes from the Flynn interview on January 24th. The notes the government had previously identified as strokes are actually the other agents. And what the government had identified as the other agents' notes are actually strokes. Oh, isn't that... Blinking. Amazing. I'm leaving the expletives out. Now you see why they're hiding Pianca? Pianca's notes are used for the 302. Pianca's on Mars with Matt Damon. They don't want Pianca to tell you anything about what he wrote down in the interview because Flynn didn't lie in the interview. The original 302 probably says Flynn didn't lie or some indications of it. The original 302 has disappeared. Christopher Ray is hiding it on Mars with Matt Damon and Joe Pianca. Stroke actually massages the 302, produces multiple drafts. Van Grack and Mueller's team, as we showed the other day, keeps pretending that the draft submission thing, the headline, was a mistake when it wasn't. And then says, oh, by the way, I'm sorry. We told you those were strokes notes because he was the one writing the 302 again and again and again until it told the story we wanted. But those were actually Piancas after we got busted. Sorry, my bad. Let's wrap this up now and go back to the original Fox News piece from Greg Ree, which is worth your time. Along with that Galliano piece in the Washington Examiner. So here's disgraced Christopher Ray, the current FBI director. Here's his sorry defense to all of this. It's a hat tip to conservative treehouse, by the way, who, who has a write-up on this as well. But this is from the Fox News piece. So when questioned about a lot of this, why Van Grack and the Mueller team didn't produce all this material, the FBI notes about the setup, where the 302 is and all this stuff, here's Christopher Ray's pathetic defense as submitted to Fox News in the piece. With regard to certain documents in the Flynn matter from the 2016-2017 time period that are now the subject of reporting by the press, the FBI previously produced those materials to the IG and U.S. Attorney Durham. The Flynn investigation was initiated and conducted during this time period under prior leadership. Oh, there you go. He throws Comey under the bus. We already know Comey is a, is a loser. You don't have to add that. Since taking office, Director Ray has stressed the importance of strictly abiding by established processes without exception. Ray remains firmly committed to addressing the failures under prior FBI leadership. There he goes, blaming Comey again. While maintaining the foundational principles of rigor, objectivity, accountability, and ownership and fulfilling the FBI's mission to protect the American people and defend the Constitution. You get it? You see what he's doing there? Notice what he says. The investigation into Mike Flynn started in 2017. The Durham probe, Ray, Christopher Ray, and his PR flax said, no, no, we gave Durham, the United States attorney investigating all this for Bill Barr, this whole scandal. We gave him that information. The Durham probe was in 2019 when it started. What were you doing with it for two years? Durham 2019, Mike Flynn's investigation starts 2017. You may say, well, Dan, did you read that? It says they gave it to the IG too. And the IG report started around in the 2017, 2018 too. Really? Well, where is any of that in the IG report? Huh? So Christopher Ray, Super Patriot, the sequel. You know, Sean Hannity calls Comey the Super Patriot. Ray, Super Patriot, the sequel. 
Where was it in the IG? So that you're telling me Michael Horowitz in his IG report, there's no discussion of these notes where, how do we set up Flynn? Perjury of the Logan. That's never mentioned. You didn't think to bring that up with the IG? Where is it in the IG report? Notice what else he leaves out. Again, hat tip conservative treehouse on this one. Nowhere in that statement do they mention that these notes were turned over to the Mueller probe too. Why? Because Ray's clearly covering for the fact that Bob Mueller's team, Van Grack and these hacks that engaged in this whole thing I just put out there for you, had all of this evidence of Mike Flynn's innocence the entire time. Ray conveniently leaves that out of the statement. And they prosecuted a three-star general and national security advisor to the United States of President Trump anyway. Gross. Disgusting. All right, I want to play this as quick ad on just because it's just so, so devastating and damaging. First, I want to, which one do we have first, Paula? Is it Biden first or is it, but okay, this is an ad, Brad Parscale and the fantastic digital team and the Trump re-election put together. I want to just end the show on this today because I want to end it on kind of a, I don't know, a semi-good note showing you how absolutely incompetent and inept of a candidate Joe Biden has become. A, a total disaster. We all know about the Reid allegations, Tara Reid allegations he's dealing with now. But Biden has never had an attachment to the truth. He is a he is a chronic liar, a serial liar. Here's a devastating ad of some old mainstream media news coverage when Joe Biden was running for president, running for office in the past, of him making ridiculous claims and being shredded by media people decades ago. Check this is about 50 seconds. Check this out. Explaining to do, the new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. Joe Biden's memory seems to fail him often. I sincerely doubt it's going to get any better if he is elected president. We have to deal with him and his serial misrepresentations for the next four years. All right. Thanks again for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. I humbly, again, and with the greatest of respect, ask that you spread this show around. What happened to Mike Flynn is a disgrace. What happened to Shelley Luther is a disgrace. The Republic's not going to defend itself. As my good friend and activist, she knows who she is, has told me repeatedly, we are the leaders we've been waiting for. Don't let Shelly Luther and don't let Mike Flynn dance alone. I'll see you tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.